0: Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast, episode number 15. Today, we're going to be talking about before and after pictures and why they might be problematic. And we'll also discuss some other much more effective ways to gauge your success when, whenever you're trying to improve your health or you're on a health journey. All right, let's go. Hey there, friends. My name's Jenna Waite. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, mother of five, and someone who's passionate about helping others find true health In the midst of diet culture and body objectification, join me as we take our focus off of weight and body size and put it on to becoming the healthiest possible versions of ourselves so that we can have energy to live our best lives. I am so excited you're here. Now let's dive in. Hey there, how is your day going? Mine's fantastic. Spring is in the air, the weather is beautiful here in southern Utah. The trees are getting their leaves, the flowers are blooming, all of that fun stuff. But the only downside is my darn allergies are starting to act up. So I actually just had a bit of a sneezing fit right before hitting record here. And so hopefully I um, don't have too many of those throughout this podcast episode. I'll go ahead and cut them out if I do. So don't worry. I never used to have allergies. It's so weird. But I just started developing them about three or four years ago, maybe five years ago. I don't know if some new plants got planted around me or I just, I don't know, that actually can happen. I've heard that you can just kind of develop allergies. Uh, It can happen with food too, can just kind of suddenly develop an allergy to a certain food or vice versa. You might have one just kind of go away that you've had. So it's kind of weird, these allergy things. So anyway, let's get into our episode today. Like I mentioned in the intro today, we're going to be talking about before and after pictures. Now, I'm sure you're familiar with these types of pictures. It's usually a man or a woman standing with usually very little clothing on, showing their body, and you've got the one that's before where they are larger, and then the after where they are slimmer. Next time you see one of these before or after pictures, I want you to take a really close look at the details of the picture. I mean, I hope you don't ever see another one of these again, but chances are you will. So take a close look at the lighting and the person's face on each of the pictures. More often than not, the before picture is going to have the person frowning, or maybe they just have a neutral expression on their face. Their hair might be messy. They probably don't have a lot of makeup on. The lighting is often dull or dark. And then in the after picture... Of course, they're smiling from ear to ear. They look excited and happy. They probably have makeup on. Their hair's done. The lighting is bright and happy. And although they can be small, these little subtleties put into these pictures insinuate that you can only be happy and attractive and put together after shrinking your body. And it's funny because just smiling can actually make somebody more attractive. So just the fact that they're not smiling in the before and they are in the after, just again, kind of further emphasizes that idea. And here's another thing. Many after pictures have been edited using filters, using different camera angles, different poses, different shapewear. There's actually some really interesting videos you can find, I'm sure, online of how kind of influencers and people in the fitness industry can use these different tricks to make somebody's body look completely different. In fact, a lot of before and after pictures are the exact same person on the exact same day, just posed differently and wearing different clothes and things. So it can be frustrating (laughs) for someone like me who is trying to help women improve their body image and trying to help them not put so much emphasis on how they look. To see things like this, and especially when they are basically fake and lies. But even if the picture hasn't been modified at all, these types of pictures portray, they send a certain idea. They portray the idea that large bodies are bad and gross and unlovable and ugly and unhealthy and tired and messy, like I mentioned before, and that small bodies are happy and healthy and pretty and loved and energized and they have their act together. These subtle messages from these images have a huge impact on how we view ourselves and how we view others. They really reinforce weight stigma. And it's so important to remember that everyone's before picture is another person's right now. And one person's before might be another person's after, when their body settles on a healthy weight that's right for them. We also need to keep in mind many of the afters that we see are the result of an eating disorder or of someone who has lost weight on an extreme diet and will likely gain the weight back. Every picture taken is just a snapshot of a moment in time. There is no guarantee that anyone will stay the same size and shape in their after picture for very long. In fact, we know that bodies change as they age. And so it's pretty much a guarantee that that after is not going to be permanent. Another problem with before and after pictures is that they trigger unhealthy comparison. It's really hard not to look at these types of things and and think of our own bodies when we're viewing the before or the after and we compare our, ourself to both photos. So if they're so damaging, if these really are sending messages that we don't want to have perpetuated in our society, then why are they so popular? Well, first of all, they are very effective marketing strategies. As we know, a picture says a thousand words, and when you can put somebody side by side like this and just show this immediate, quote, transformation, then people want to buy whatever product caused that transformation, right? Also, some people believe that these types of pictures can really feel motivating. They can encourage people to begin or keep working hard for their health and their goals. I actually used to feel this way. So I am not knocking anybody who (laughs) believes before and after pictures are motivating. In fact, about, oh, it's been about eight or nine years ago, I went through a period when I really wanted to lose weight. I think I'd recently had my fourth child and was really unhappy with the size of my body. And so I committed to counting calories in an effort to shrink my body. And this is before I realized that counting calories is a form of dieting. You know, I've mentioned I'm, I've, kind of been against dieting for a long time, just because I knew that it's not healthy. It's not effective, an effective way of permanent um, weight loss or change in your health. But I didn't realize at the time that counting calories was a form of dieting. And these apps were just coming out at the time the what are they now? The uh, live strong and there's several calorie counting apps, I can't remember them now. But I thought they were pretty neat. So I was going to use one to help shrink my body. And so to help keep myself motivated during this time of calorie counting because counting calories really isn't that much fun. I found a few pictures of myself at my largest size. These are pictures that I hated and that made me feel horrible when I looked at them. I remember most of them most of them were taken of me at my father-in-law's funeral just months after I'd had my fourth baby Ethan. And I didn't realize I was being photographed at the time. And so I wasn't able to, you know, get myself in position or hide half my body or position myself so that I could appear as thin as possible as we women like to do when our picture is being taken. And so I was really shocked. I remember being really shocked when I saw the pictures and really upset. And so I decided to use these as my motivation for this. I wanted to change, right? I wanted to change how I looked. And then I found some pictures of me at my thinnest, maybe my not my thinnest, my thinnest as an adult a quote adult. So these are like when I was in college and on my wedding day and pictures that had been taken over 10 years earlier before I'd had any of the four children that I'd had at the time. But I found these motivating because look, I used to be that size and so I can get I can get myself back to that size. I wasn't comparing me to somebody else to a a supermodel or you know somebody that I felt like maybe would be unattainable. Size for me to reach, but I thought that, I used to be that size, so I can get there again. And then, whenever I was struggling with the motivation to keep counting calories over the next few months, I would look at the two sets of pictures. And to be honest, it often did give me that burst of motivation that I was seeking. But it was also driving into my brain the message that my worth and my attractiveness were dependent on my body size. And even after I lost the weight that I was hoping to lose, which I did through counting calories, my body image was still terrible. I still hated my body because, again, my mid-30-year-old self didn't look like my early 20-year-old self still. Go figure. <laughs> and also a side note here, I, after I stopped counting calories, I did gain back all of the weight, plus some, as is so common when people go back to eating regularly after restricting for a period of time. So you can imagine how I felt once I got back to that before size that I had used to shame myself into wanting to make a change. So just remember, even though before and afters can feel motivating at times, they can also be really demotivating, especially if you're working hard to get healthy and you aren't seeing any change in your body or when you finally realize that your body wasn't meant to have 2% body fat and rock hard abs and that in fact, that's quite unhealthy for most, if not all, women. And once you realize and accept that, then again, those, mo- those pictures can feel really unmotivating to even want to make any improvements to your health. I like to say for every person who might be inspired by these kinds of photos, I'd be willing to bet that there are at least 10 others who just feel worse about their bodies after seeing them. Another point I want to touch on is that for some people, Losing excess fat is what their body wants and chooses to do after making healthy lifestyle changes. And if done in a healthy way, it often takes a fair amount of time and effort to lose those unneeded fat stores. And I don't think there's anything wrong with people feeling proud of those efforts. In fact, I think that they should feel proud and celebrate that accomplishment because it is a big, it's a big deal. It's a big accomplishment. But to me, the weight loss is actually the least exciting thing about someone getting healthy. And we're going to talk about that more in a minute, about maybe some of the more exciting and noteworthy parts of getting healthy and possibly shrinking. So even though before and after photos have become a culturally acceptable way to celebrate or in some cases kind of show off any changes in your body after working hard, we have to consider the potential ramifications of these types of photos. Like I mentioned, it's just it's fueling weight stigma. It's fueling eating disorders. The cons that come out of them, in my opinion, far outweigh any pros that there might be. And I want to touch quickly on another kind of before and after picture that maybe we don't see as often but are still out there, especially in the eating disorder world. Uh, that's where the before is of the person maybe very thin, what we would normally stereotypically associate an anorexic body to look like, and then an after with them getting to a more normalized weight or what they call weight restoration. So they they physically appear to look better. These you might think, oh, yeah, that's good. That's encouraging people to eat enough to, you know, to gain weight if they need to. But we have to remember that physical restoration in eating disorders is not tied to mental restoration. Mental restoration is usually a lifetime endeavor, and even after somebody gets back to a, quote, normal, maybe more healthy weight physically, that doesn't mean that their eating disorder is gone or that they don't continue to need help. And another thing is eating disorders shouldn't have to be physically shocking for them to warrant attention and concern. You have to remember that about 3% of eating disorders are attributed to anorexia, And about 47% of them are attributed to binge eating disorder. So even before and afters like this reinforce the idea that eating disorders look a certain way. That if somebody is in a normal size body or even a larger body, then they don't have an eating disorder. And they don't suffer from periods of anorexia and then binge eating. Eating disorders do not have a, quote, look. They don't have a a size. They don't have a weight. People in all shapes and sizes can suffer from them. So even before and afters with eating disorders can be problematic in that, again, it just reinforces that stereotype of what somebody with an eating disorder looks like. And people often feel like they can't seek help for having an eating, eating disorder until they look like that very, very thin woman that you see in the before picture. And that's just not true. People can and need to seek help no matter, again, their, their size or shape or how, quote, serious their eating disorder is. And we need to treat these people with the same concern and intensity as we would someone who looks like one of those before pictures. So that's just kind of a little side note there. So I want to talk about now a different kind of before and after. People who decide to ditch dieting or restrictive eating and learn the principles of intuitive eating and make peace with their body, make peace with food, they seem to have a whole set of befores and afters that are not reflected at all by their body size. In fact, some people might even gain a little bit of weight, but their overall health is so much better. These are the kinds of before and afters that you just can't see on the outside, but they are so much more, like I said, exciting and motivating and important than the shrinking of the body. So, here are some common befores that either I my, myself have had or I've heard from others that they've had before intuitive eating, before making peace with food in their bodies, and then after going through the work to do that. So, here are the befores They say, I hated my body, I was often on a diet. I had frequent weight fluctuations. And remember, it's been found that weight fluctuations, so losing weight, gaining it, losing it, gaining it, that has been found to be far more harmful than any, the excess weight itself. Um, they say, I had low energy. Again, this is often due to dieting and restricting. They're not getting enough calories to support their energy needs throughout the day. They say, I was often obsessed about food, and this is usually due to restricting and being overly concerned about what you're eating. They say, I had frequent binges. I often experienced brain fog or like a kind of cloudy, confused brain. I tediously tracked everything I ate. I was often anxious around food. I didn't enjoy being around others. I had was isolating myself socially. I was afraid to travel or to go to parties or things like that. I had lots of shame and embarrassment around my body and around food. I had lots of judgment about bodies, both my own body and other people's bodies. So these are the kinds of befores that a lot of women are feeling, whether they're dieters or not. These are just kind of common in our society, unfortunately. So let's look at the afters. Again, when somebody decides to make peace with their body, to make peace with food, to try and eat more intuitively. These are the types of afters that I hear about or that I personally have experienced. I have a deep appreciation and respect for my body. I am done with dieting. I don't have to go on diets anymore. I have a more stable weight. I'm not fluctuating up and down and up and down. I have lots of energy throughout the day. I'm at peace with food. I don't binge anymore. I have a clearer mind. I'm able to focus more. I follow my body's hunger and fullness cues. I eat when I'm hungry and I stop when I'm full. I enjoy being around others. I go to more social events. I travel more. I have more confidence and peace with myself. And I have a new mindset about what is beautiful and healthy. And I'm less judgmental of myself and of others, especially of how they look. So these are some wonderful afters, (laughs) and none of these afters can be seen in a photograph. But I would like to make the argument that they are still far more important than what somebody's body size is. Or how about these afters of getting healthy that, again, simply can't be shown in a photo? I've gotten off of my medications. I have fewer or no health issues. I can run around with my kids and carry my toddler without running out of energy. I don't get tired throughout the day. I just have so much energy. Food tastes better. This often happens when you cut back on processed foods and on sugar, and your taste buds don't need as much flavor to be stimulated as they did before. And so foods, especially healthy foods, taste a lot better, and they're more enjoyable. That's a huge win. (laughs) I have fewer aches and pains. Um, it's easier to walk up the stairs. My immune system seems to be stronger. I don't get sick as often. And when I do, I get better quicker. All of these things can happen when you've you're you've improved your health, whether or not your weight has changed, whether or not that after picture looks any different than the before. You can still experience all of these wonderful effects of being healthy and more. These are the kind of afters that get me really excited. (laughs) The mental changes, the changes in just how you feel and energy levels. This is what getting healthy, both mentally and physically, can do. And, And once again, I know I keep saying it, but it's so much more important than shrinking your body. But these kinds of afters are really hard to show in a photo. And they're harder to market and to sell people on. But you are smart and you know that before and afters are not all that they're cracked up to be. They don't guarantee health. They don't guarantee happiness. And the products being sold using these before and afters are ones that you're going to want to look at really, really critically. Knowing that that after picture is number one, possibly digitally altered, and number two, not showing the entire story. It's not telling you everything that's going on there with that person. So hopefully I've given you some food for thought. And next time you come across one of these pictures, you can look at it with a little more critical eye and maybe give a second thought if you're going to post a before or after of yourself. I I always want to emphasize that no judgment for people who do. No judgment for if you see a friend or family member post one. We don't need to be mad or upset about it. Once again, it's just, it's what our culture does. It's very normal and acceptable. But I would love to see a day that before and afters just didn't exist anymore, at least in regards to body size. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I really appreciate you spending this time with me. And if you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend, share it with somebody else who might be helped by it as well. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Have a great one. Bye bye. If you'd like help implementing what we've talked about today more fully into your life, come check out my self-paced program at healththroughhabits.com. you will use the science and tools of habit formation to help transform your health and your mindset. In just a few short weeks, you'll be able to add any number of healthy behavior and thought habits into your life so that you can enjoy finding true health for yourself. I hope to work with you soon.